Proverbs chapter 12, verses 5 through 7. The thoughts of the righteous are just. The counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright delivers them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. These verses seem to be an overview of some of the things that Solomon has been saying recently. Things about righteousness and wickedness, contrasting the two, um, making a good case for righteousness in our lives. Solomon knew, though, that wickedness offers its own perks to the world, more money, more power, personal vengeances may be satisfied. Um, they may even really enjoy planning and scheming all, you know, all the way to their grave throughout their life. So sure, uh, the wicked may sometimes even seem successful. At times, the scoreboard may, may show them having lots of points. And we might feel like it's fourth quarter and there's hardly a slim chance for us to win. But even the man that God calls righteous is not able to pull off a win on his own. Uh, in the end, it's the righteousness of Christ that wins the day. And the Bible clearly shows us that a person who follows Christ at times may enjoy the thrill of victory or even the agony of defeat as they walk in this broken world. In some contexts, but the difference is that believers walk by faith and not by sight. Satan wants us to walk how? By sight, right? He wants us to keep moaning over the aches and pains that we have. Keep looking at that scoreboard. He wants us to, to see the other team as giants. And to say, hey, there, there's no way we can fight this fight. Satan wants us to grumble all the way to our grave. So, who shall we trust for the win? Ourselves? Philippians 1.6 says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Yeah, look, uh, you know, on that final day, it's going to be clear and we will have won the day because of Jesus. I love the way Philippians 3 uh, talks about how God made us his own first. But that does not mean that we're not to be intentional about how we run the race the rest of our life. Paul puts it beautifully. Here's what he says. Philippians 3.12, beginning there. Not that I have already attained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. Because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, 
I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in, in Christ Jesus. That's amazing. God made us his own, and we are to make him our own because of that. Um, we're going to win this race. We're going to press on. We don't turn back. We don't give up. We don't lose heart. Um, we keep straining ourselves forward to what lies ahead, rejoicing in how God is going to get the glory in our lives, in this trial, in these sufferings that we go through even. And uh, Satan wants us to be discouraged and to give up and to, to lay on our couch and watch TV all day long, right? He doesn't want us to have a life of purpose. Even though it may seem impossible, um, salvation, winning the day, for us broken people, uh, our own righteousness is not going to cut it. Still yet, in Luke 18, 27, Jesus said these words. And speaking of uh, salvation, in fact, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Father God, thank you for this relationship that we have with you where we're made righteous, and we're given peace through your Son. Um, we're being conformed um, to your righteousness practically on a day-by-day -day basis as we see more of your glory and become more like you, pick up your attributes, your characteristics. And Lord, you stand ready. You stand ready to give us victory over every sin at every yard marker, every down, all the way to the goal. Because you're faithful and, and you're gonna be glorified here on earth in our life, Lord, as you, as you work your work in us. And when you're glorified, that's what brings us our greatest joy in life, Lord. Our, our mission has changed. It used to bring us happiness to be glorified ourselves. But you made this awesome change in our life. And now when we see you glorified in our life, in the lives of others, in your word, it brings us our greatest joy. And thank you, Lord, for one day raising us up incorruptible to be with you forevermore, Lord. And uh, in Jesus' name I pray, amen.